You're listening to DraftKings Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugats. We have a little something on our hands this weekend, gentlemen. Not a wild card weekend. A super wild card weekend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) Super wild card weekend. Am I turning you on? (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) It's the super that does it for me. I know. Me too. It's exciting, right? It's super. So, guys, we're we're within striking distance of the Super Bowl now. Like, it's there. It's coming. Yes. Are we going? (laughs) I have no idea. Oh. Um, Are there still (laughs) hotel rooms left? Because if not, Golik lives right by there. I was going to say, you know who lives out there. (laughs) Right. We'll have Golik on, of course, this week on God Bless Football. I'm thinking we crash at his house. What do you think? Wow. Yeah, it's a nice house, too. I've seen it. When he moved in, Aerial he shot. FaceTimed me from the house. He was in the pool hanging out with Jake drinking beers. And somehow, wow. and then he just started walking around. And you know, Mike, like, he doesn't know that he's showing me his house, but he was showing me his house. And, like, let's rewind uh, so it's a nice, second. It's Hold big. on. Hold on yeah. a second. Let's rewind. So you, when he moved out there, you FaceTimed with a shirtless Mike Golick in the pool who was then walking around talking to you unintentionally showing off his house he uh he took a sprinter van across the country him and jake golick his son yeah and they uh to move from connecticut to arizona and so one of the first days he was there mike and i had to discuss something and yes yeah, so he facetimed me which is odd mike never does that i was shocked he knew how to do it yeah to be quite honest, right? <laughs> and then so he is in the backyard now he's on a lawn chair he's having a beer jake's in the pool Jake is having a beer. Mm. And then Mike starts walking around because I'm assuming he's looking for more beer mm-hmm. <laughs> or a bathroom. And for some reason, he's not holding the phone correctly. And so I start getting glimpses of what is a beautiful house in Arizona. Mm. Why are you so shocked by that? Cool. I'm, shocked, I'm shocked that he FaceTimes, to be perfectly honest. How do you feel about I'm not a big FaceTime fan. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. I, I, I mean... Yeah. I feel like FaceTimes are good for like, you know, if you live far away from family members or loved ones you haven't seen in a long time, occasionally with them, like it's good for, you know, kids like to FaceTime, grandparents, parents, whatever. But like adult to adult, I, I don't see the need for FaceTime, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I'm with you. Mikey, how do you feel about it? Um, I We are a very FaceTime family. We all are live you? all over the place. So we all... But the problem is, like, when you answer a FaceTime, like, my brother's notorious for answering it in the bathroom. And, like, mm. then it's just then it just becomes awkward. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but I like that. Like, that's a wrinkle I didn't think of. Like, make the FaceTime what? awkward, you know? <laughs> no, it's like Levitard. He'll FaceTime you shirtless. Billy, he's done that to you, hasn't he? Yes. It's weird. Yes. He, face, he FaceTimes a lot. That's <laughs> all he like- does is FaceTime. But I would say this. For the kids, it's fine. For kids. But here's the problem with FaceTime. Like, usually, so I'm trying to, like, or Zoom, for that matter, I spend the entire time explaining to my dad how to do it. We don't have a real conversation. You you explaining to someone else how to zoom is just, (laughs) I can only imagine. I wonder if your dad's actually doing it right. And you're telling him the wrong thing. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) No dad, turn off the camera. I see you. What's your strategy, by the way, since you guys mentioned, and this is a strange place to take this God bless football. Since you mentioned FaceTiming in the bathroom, um, if you're not on FaceTime and you're just on the phone, what do you do? Because 90% of the time I will not answer it just because I'm in the bathroom. But if it's something that I know that I will just keep getting the call or whatever, I keep my answers very short and mute as soon as I'm not talking. And try to just keep it moving and end it as quickly as possible. So you're saying this is a FaceTime. You're in the bathroom. This is not a FaceTime. It's just your run-of-the-mill average call. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Uh, I am answering and I am firing on all cylinders. I mean, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. That's just... (laughs) What? You You don't try to stop to prevent noises or anything, flushes, you know, body noises, none of that. Uh, perhaps I've delayed a flush a minute or two just to finish up the conversation. It depends who I'm on with, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, right? Who's the most important person you've been on the phone with while pooping? Huh? That's a great question. Tweet at us, by the way, you guys, uh, just hashtag God bless football. The most important person, the most important person you were on the phone with while pooping. That is a really good question. Uh, well, let me, let me think uh, about it for a second, but Mikey, what is your strategy to Billy's thing here? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a let it fly kind of person, but for, for, to answer your, your other question, I got let go from ESPN while pooping. Really? Really? Yep. So I they got, were pooping I on you and you were pooping in the nope. toilet? Yeah. <laughs> I was getting pooped on while pooping. Wow. <laughs> so did you, I mean, I don't want to bring up, you know, bad memories. No, let's do it. <laughs> so that, that What time, a shitty place to get fired. I mean, sorry. <laughs> you proud of that one? <laughs> I am. I'll go back to my corner. Finish your thought, Billy. I got to shut Fiddy up. No, that was, that was a crazy day and a crazy time because yeah. there obviously was a, lots of rumors going on. And everyone was basically like, I hope my phone doesn't ring today. So you were in the bathroom and your phone rang. And did you think that that's what was going to happen? Uh, yeah, I, I, yes, I, I was working late nights. So uh-huh. it was later in the morning. So I had already missed a few calls uh, from, okay. from the person who was making those calls. Yeah. And then I was, I was in the bathroom and rang again. And I was like, well, let's do let's it. Let's do this. Jeez. You decide. You, so you decided that was the time you were going to pick up as you were firing on all cylinders, huh? Yeah. Listen, I mean, just at least, at least, you know, it was going to come out. Let's right. let's get it all out. Yeah. In that case, like, you can flush, right? Like, it doesn't. Oh I mean, no, I, yeah. I specifically flushed. Okay. Yeah. I specific, like, I, I wasn't even done. I flushed so that they knew. Okay. <laughs> you, fl- you flushed your career <laughs> down the toilet. I mean, Stugatz. 
That's not nice. But it's true. <laughs> lobbing him up for me. Is there football this week or? Super wild gore weekend, as I mentioned. Oh, yeah. Uh, Billy, how do you feel here? Uh, the Dolphins have finally made the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, listen, we discussed this yesterday on the Levitard show. That From this standpoint, the doctors not allowing Tua to play is progress. Tua has been concussed three or four times that we know of this season alone. We saw his fingers and his hands going away that we've never seen before. Uh, on a football field. And so uh, the doctor said he's not ready. It takes the decision out of the Dolphins' hands, out of Tua's hands. They go up there now with Skylar Thompson as their quarterback. They have no shot. <laughs> They're going uh, to play Buffalo. It's but a long I, shot. It's a long shot. Uh, but I do – listen, if you care about these players, and I understand why you wouldn't because fans are fans, but if you truly – genuinely care about these players then we are seeing progress here in the nfl where uh tua is not cleared to play and i think the fan reaction for the most part has been reasonable and people kind of understand okay this guy's got some serious issues with his brain and perhaps playing up in buffalo on a hard field in 10 degree weather is not the best interest of tua so i think that's progress billy you know um, yeah, I mean, I do, I do wonder, and I, I don't want to like exaggerate, but just based on what commentators have said, and I do wonder what next year looks like, because, you know, he, he can't play this week because he wasn't cleared. He's had multiple concussions. That's sure. going to continue being a problem next season, just right. as it is this season. Like he's going to be more likely to get concussed next season, even though he has a break. So I do kind of wonder yeah. what they do with Tua. And I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm, you know, trying to make a point or pushing it too far, but I wonder if we're going to see two again. No, it's fair. Like, we can all agree that progress has been made in terms of player safety. They took it out of Mike McDaniel's hand. They took it out of Tua's hands. The doctor said, no, you're not playing. So that, you know, the Dolphins don't have to make a decision there. They don't get criticized. They're just doing the right thing. But it is fair to then leap as a fan. I'm totally with you. Hey, they have a big decision to make at the quarterback position. This is a team. I look forward to talking to Chris Sims about this. This is a team that was built to win now. You trade everything you traded for Tariq Hill. You go out and sign and get Bradley Chubb in the uh, in the middle of this season. Like, you're trying to win now, and they're not going to win unless two is their quarterback. So it does beg the question, what do you do long-term at that position, Mikey A., if you are the Dolphins? And you know Tua has the – you can't give him big money because you're not certain the guy can stay healthy. And so – and then you have Tom Brady kind of lingering three hours to hour west. You know he has a relationship with Stephen Ross. And Brady's got a, a couple of houses down here. I, what do you do? Why are you, you laughing at me, Bill? You live so far that you think of Tampa as simply three hours to your west. Like, I think yeah. Tampa has a five-hour drive northwest, well, and you're just I'm, like, yeah, it's three hours west. I'm di- No, but I'm straight across the alley. You have to go north first. I think yeah. it's closer to me than it is to you. Yeah. I'm going to waste Tampa right now to see how long it would take. You me. live far. Uh, Bill, if I left for Tampa right now, it would take me three hours and 38 minutes. Three hours. I just uh, I just did ways to Raymond James Stadium from my house, four hours and 24 minutes. Okay, I have a shorter trip than you. Yeah. Say sorry. Apologize to me. I'm not saying sorry. I'm not saying you have a shorter trip. I'm saying you live so far that it's uh, only okay. three hours away from you. Yes. Watch I out for that I'm Dale Mabry. I thought it was shorter. I mean. yeah. <laughs> Way you drive. We'll get into well, that later. Uh, what do you mean? 
Well, you got a speeding ticket that we're going to discuss. Oh, we are? I yeah. was not aware of that. I told you that confidence. <laughs> Who are we going to first, Bill? What are we that's, doing here? Let's we go have to Chris a, Sims today, yeah. You, you want to go Sims first? Just yeah. uh, because we don't have the answers on to him, but perhaps he will, right? So, Maybe. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, we're going to have Mike Golick on as well. Of course, we'll have Mojo and the guys. Uh, we're going to be joined by Tony Baselli. So what are people tweeting at us again, by the way? <laughs> oh, tweeted us the most important person that you've been on the phone with while going to the bathroom. Uh, oh, man, I forgot to answer that question. Do you have one? Uh, John Skipper. You're making that up. I'm not making that up. I was sitting on the toilet when he called me. How'd it go? Uh, shitty. Yeah. <laughs> See, I brought it around. See, I brought it around. Oh, you laugh when he f- says it, you asshole. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go to our buddy Chris Sims. He'll break down the games for us, and he will tell us what he thinks the Dolphins are going to do long term here uh, with Tua. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't: the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So. What is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, I remember 1975. We were all excited. The bicentennial was right around the corner. Everyone was focused. 200 years. And then all of a sudden, Miller Lite sparked a new debate. Great taste or less filling? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. You got me? You sound great. Sound great. I miss your face. Well, you know, I'm just hanging out here in Jacksonville with my buddy Trevor, just, you know, making content and whatever. <laughs> just is. That's how I roll. <laughs> how long are you in Jacksonville for? I'm uh, in the airport right now at the gate trying to be in an area that I don't annoy people because you know I can be loud and say a lot of four-letter words, so I don't want to offend anybody here in the Jacksonville airport right now. Okay, but but listen to me. You still have to drop four-letter words. I don't care if there's wow. someone standing next to you with a baby. Okay, like you got to oh, be. Oh wait, you don't have to. You don't have to worry about that with me. Oh. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Goes. Standing, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. If I'm standing to you know next to the Pope, I'd probably throw out a few four-letter words. Sir. So wow. you, you don't have to worry about that. Are you staying for the game, or you're headed out? Headed out. We know yeah, we're doing uh, our pregame shows. Um, all from the studio because we have both night games, right? So there'll be shorter pregame shows. We have Jacksonville Chargers. Then we got the uh, Ravens-Bengals game on Sunday night, which is only going to be 30-minute pregame shows. So we'll be in the studio in Stanford, Connecticut. He was asking because he was, you know, if you were staying in Jacksonville for the game, there was a chance Billy would come up and say hi to you and hang yeah. out with you, you know? You just made wow. the decision. Like, that would have been... right. That, that well, that, but that was a great. That would have been a great, you know, just offer nonetheless. I really do appreciate that, Billy. Geez, that's that's really nice of you. It would have been a skip the Bengals game. Skip the Bengals game. Hang yeah. out with Billy. Just go stay in Jacksonville. Jacksonville for a little bit. Me, you. What if he wears his Sims jersey? Will you stay? Oh, I mean, wow. Huh? 
<laughs> no, I'm not staying. Sorry. Oh. I got work to do. I got to get home. I got a long weekend. I got a show to do. Billy's cool, but he ain't that cool. I'm not going to get fired over him. Wow. <laughs> really? Where's your <laughs> dedication you and loyalty and love? I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. So how's uh, Trev doing? What's so going what, on with him? Yeah, what'd you do? Well, we did. A, you'll see, uh, you know, on the pregame show Saturday night, but we did just a little you know, sit down in the owner's box and it wasn't long, like 15 minutes, you know, and we kind of hit it on, hit on it all. You know, me, we got into some quarterback mechanic stuff and you know, I got a little silly with him and all that too. So he's great. He's, he's definitely one of my, it's the second time I've been around him and got to spend a little time with him. And he's uh, generally, genuinely like one of the nicest quarterbacks, one of the nicest players in football. You know, yeah. again, I know there's a ton of nice ones, but, it's just easy for him. You could tell it's, this is naturally who he is. He's a, you know, as I sit here as a 42 year old man now, I go, oh, he's a good kid, right? I mean, that's, he really is. And, uh, <laughs> and I just got great perspective, great perspective and, and honest answers. That's what I like. <laughs> I know, uh, right? That's, yeah, that's awesome. How's, uh, how's Shad? He's my friend. I know him. Oh, that's the, see, that's what you're, see, you're worldly and I'm just a football meathead. You're hanging out with owners and I'm hanging out with quarterbacks. So <laughs> listen, I don't, listen, I don't want to brag too much, but I sat next to Shad Khan and Tony Khan during Tony Basali's Hall of Fame ceremony. I mean, I'm just. You wow. Know. Holy crap. Well, yeah. that, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, it's good for you. It makes me think a little <laughs> less of them now, but wow. <laughs> yeah, what owner did you sit next to? During, mm. during Tony Baselli's. Uh, Trevor. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't there. No, I, but but, I but I'm saying perhaps, Sims, Sims, perhaps you run these things by me first. I get you a half hour with Trevor rather than 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I hear you. I think it is a normal week. I probably could have worked that out, but it's a playoff week, you know, and uh, things are a little tighter within the organizations and all that. But, man, I'm like – I'm disappointed, you know, Baselli didn't give me a seat at the Hall of Fame, too. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. only just came on your show and, and said, what's the best things Chris Sims ever did? It loses spleen, right? I mean, damn, he owes me one for that. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Sims is with us. PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, the Unbuttoned Podcast, Football Night in America. They got a couple of games this weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend. He's got a piece coming out. Uh, with the great Trevor Lawrence, and he is great. So, Chris, you liked him, huh? You found yourself liking him? I, I Big time. I mean, I, I knew I liked him at the Hall of Fame game because we did the pregame show there, right? And I got a right. little chance to talk to him, and they didn't play, right, the starters that night. So I got a chance to talk to him there after he kind of did his warm-up and this extensive workout where I was like, whoa. Like, this is where I, I know you guys don't always listen to my stuff, but – Jacksonville was my team before the year that I said when people would go, who's your one under the radar you could see coming out of nowhere team that makes the playoffs? And I said the Jaguars because because of what I saw at the Hall of Fame, two parts there. One, because I saw the team and I went, holy f***ing shit, they have studs everywhere, right? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great looking team. Like when they get off the bus, you go, whoa, they're going to win in a barroom fight about, against just about, you know, any, they're in the top five in football. And then as I was sitting there watching, I mean, that was my thing. That was my moment where I went, Oh, Trevor's fixed a few things within his game and his mechanics. And I was just amazed with how consistent and just unbelievable throw after throw he made. And that's where I started to go, "Uh Oh, Jacksonville might have something here. 
and uh, Trevor looks really good. And, of course, his game has just gotten better and better as the year went along. To Chris's credit, right now everyone is saying this about the Jaguars and everyone's saying I've been a Jaguars person the entire season. I saw something there, including Stu Gotts, who's adopted this the last, like, two weeks, where he's I a have. big Jaguars guy. Yeah. We have this guy on our show, Tony, who claims to be a big Jaguars guy, too. But I do remember Chris at the Hall of Fame game saying to look out for the Jaguars. So credit to Chris for seeing it earlier and, than everyone well, else. Well, Billy, and not only that, he said it right here on God Bless what Football, are... like the first week of the season. He did. Yeah. I remember him yeah. saying it. And, yeah. and listen, all Chris, all I've done for the last five or six weeks is tell you that Trevor Lawrence is having a coming out party. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> because he started right. to play well. But go ahead, Sims. Take your credit. Take your victory lap. Well, yeah, it's not it's not a victory lap. Listen, you know, you, you see things you like, and you just go, oh, they got a chance, right? The year before this, I said this the same thing about the Carolina Panthers, where I just, ooh, there's a lot of things I look at and like, and, hey, they kind of showed up this year a little bit, and, and at least were a part of the story. But, you know, you, you just you try to take little aspects and things that I've seen throughout my career, even going back to when I was a young kid. I used to get to see teams in person and stuff with my dad and the Giants. And, you know, you do get a feel for – oh, wait, the look of this team and, ooh, the way these guys look at, you know, they got the look at the right positions and the right people at the right. So there, there is something to that. It doesn't always hold true, right? I've seen some teams that get off the bus and you go, damn, that's the most impressive team ever and they're never that good. Uh, but this is one, you know, to what you're saying, Stu Gatz, and, and this is young. They figured out how to play and win games in the NFL, which is very hard and it is a learned skill in itself you know you could make mistakes in high school and college and still win games because you're just better the nfl there's just not that and that does take an adjustment for young players and then they got a quarterback who's you know turned the corner and uh is is like you said Stu guys he's he's borderline top five quarterback in football yeah. for me right now yeah no doubt with all that said chris I, we were discussing earlier uh, the NFC is a bit different. It feels like a crapshoot. But the AFC, yeah. it feels like there are three or four really dominant teams with dominant quarterbacks. I would say that's the one spot. Do you agree? When you consider Tua's not playing, we'll get to him in just a second. You consider it's unlikely that Lamar Jackson is going to play this weekend. Right. I would say if there's an upset there, and I, I wouldn't even call it an upset. I think the Chargers are favored. But if there's a road team that's going to win, I, I would say it's going to be the Chargers over Jacksonville. I understand that thought. I think that's probably the most, you know, the one you look at to go, that's the most evenly matched. You know, I don't ever want to call, count, you know, count out Baltimore. They are tough and gritty. But, yeah, right. I clearly am picking the Bengals and expect them to win that football game. Yeah, this one's the most, you know, coin toss up in the air game. You know, it's two quarterbacks, too, like, you know, to what you're saying here, where they can change the game or the momentum of the game in a hurry with two or three throws because they're that explosive with their right arms. Um, but, yeah, this should be a good one. I know these aren't the huge market cities and all that, but I think that, you know, as far as NBC and for me as a guy that's in the weeds with football and all that, I think this is maybe the best matchup of the weekend. And right. it is because of the two quarterbacks and, and really – you know, the Chargers may be better in totality to make a run in the playoffs, but I think, and you guys have heard me say this, in a matchup league, the NFL, which it is, Jacksonville is a tough matchup for the Chargers, and I, it, it, it will not be easy, and I do expect a very close competitive football game. I think Jacksonville beat them regular season, did they? Pretty good. I think they did. They, they blew them out, 38-10, yeah, to Stu Gatz. Yeah. And yep. see, here's my assessment of this, this, just this a little bit. You know, I, I know I could be wrong, but – here would be the thing I would say. We know the Chargers have a hard time stopping the run. 
Jacksonville's not a great run team, but they're pretty good, and they have a very big offensive line. So that's got to be a concern for the Chargers, right? And then, you know, also the flip side of that is the weakness of the Jaguars is really their run defense, but the Chargers can't run the ball. So it fits well for them there. And the Chargers, to me, are a team that if you're great at throwing, they can, like the Dolphins game, right, guys? They devise yeah. a game plan to slow down to and everything. If you're great at just one aspect of offense, elite, you're great running team, they know how to come up with game plans to go, wait, we can go all in and stop the runner. We can go all in and stop the pass. And In my assessment, they have a problem with teams that have balance, and that's where Jacksonville, I think, is going to pose some problems to them because they're going to have to go all in to stop the run at times. And this is a team that can also torch you in the pass game, too. And I think that's a, a tough combination for the Chargers defense. Billy, did you hear it? Clip it. Make sure you clip it. Austin Eckler can't run the football. Okay? I heard that, yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Notice he's getting Chris. out of town before Austin gets in also. <laughs> yeah, you know it. I don't want to mess with him. That wouldn't be good for my reputation. The guy like that just beat the crap out of me. That would not mm. be good. And Lawrence is great. You're right. But there is something intriguing uh, to me next weekend. If it is, if it is indeed Herbert and Mahomes and Burrow and Allen, that's what I'd like to see. Oh. Or, yes? Yeah I, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I mean, I think as we sit here right now, because like Trevor is still, I think, not quite at those guys' level yet. He's ascending there. I think he, like if we're sitting here next year at this time, I think we'll probably be saying, oh, yeah, we want to see Trevor in that matchup, right? I mean, I think he's got that capability like we talked about. But, yeah, those to me – are clearly the four best in the sport right now. And uh, I, I understand that thought. The, the good thing is with this, even if we got Mahomes versus Trevor, it won't be that bad either, right? It, it, yes. It's still going to be good. And, and Jacksonville showed, even in that game when they played Kansas City this year, and Trevor even said this to me a little today. He said that was a game that, yeah, they lost, uh, but they felt like, you know, oh, okay, that's the, the team that could go to the Super Bowl, and we didn't feel like we were – totally outmatched and outclassed. So uh, they got a lot of confidence here in Jacksonville right now. Uh, Chris, let's talk about Tua just for a second. The Dolphins go up to Buffalo. They play the Bills. Hard to see them winning that game with Tua. It's even more (laughs) difficult seeing them winning that game with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. But as it relates to Tua, the doctors ruled him out. They took the decision out of Mike McDaniel's hands. They took the decision out of the players' hands, the team's hands. I would say, like, Chris, it's four or five concussions. He's not going to play in a playoff game. Uh, in years past, that would not have happened. He would have gotten cleared somehow, some way. I would say, right. just if we're just focusing on people's health and we care about these guys as individuals, and Lord knows we should, uh, that's progress. I, I, that's progress in the NFL in terms of, hey, too many concussions, not playing. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It is. We're we're definitely, you know, still at the infancy stages of all this, but I think headed in the right direction, right? Um, and yeah, you got to be concerned about Tua and this a little bit. And I, I understand the doctor's not clearing him. You know, another concussion in a playoff game. You know, we, we we're going to be on here next week. Then we'd be talking about, oh man, he, he might have to retire. The career's over, right? Easy. So I think this at least gives it a little flexibility. Here's the other aspect too, though. You know, I'm just going to throw this out there. And again, I'm, I'm very happy we're making headway in this conversation. But two, you know, uh, I just wonder how much like players are going to have a say in these type of matters a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, again, we're, we're, you know, my, der- my era, things weren't this strict. I certainly got my bell rung a few times, you know, but now they're probably classified as concussions. And 
you know, I, I, I want to go, well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, I might have had a skewed number of concussions myself if they were classified. So I, I don't want to, you know, there's such a, a spotlight on it now, if you understand what I'm saying. Yes. So I just wonder where they're going to find this fine balance of like, wait, okay, he's had maybe four concussions in his career, but like three of them were just like, okay, yeah, he got hit hard in the head. And are we going to end somebody's career over that? I know if that was me, I'd be like, hey, you i'm gonna continue to play like sorry uh, yep. that, that wasn't even a concussion you're calling it a concussion i'm calling it a bell rung all right and then and i just wonder where that that's going to meet a he- meet meet at some point uh, you know, i'm just throwing that out there for thought no it's going to be interesting i think with two what we saw was i mean the buffalo game was bad the cincinnati game where his fingers were going in all different directions that's probably what kind of right. set everyone off you know we've never seen well, that yeah before. it's, it's yeah. been two bad ones it's been right. two bad ones you know i mean even even the one the buffalo game where they're you know old you know, ankle and back and injury, like bullshit. He hurt his ankle and his back because his head was concussed. That's why. Right. I mean, he was losing motor skills, right? So yeah. that I that looked like it was bad. You don't see that a lot. And of course, you're right. Cincinnati was bad, and the fact that Monday morning he was still feeling some effects after that Packers game is certainly a little concerning too. Chris, the real and unfortunately, as host, we have to kind of look forward on this. Like we hope too was going to be okay. Hopefully, his his career will continue. But the Dolphins do have long term um, a yeah. fascinating decision to make here at quarterback. Like I don't know how you pay that guy, and I don't know how you don't go and look for another quarterback here in the offseason. I I agree with you, Stu Gox. I think this is going to be this is going to be a tough conversation they're going to have there. Even if they go, wait, Tua did, you know, he's played well this year. We know that. We know he can have some success. But, you know, again, we're talking about a, a quarterback that's, you know, barely six one. He's 200 pounds, and he's got an injury history, and he's not that fast to begin with to get out of harm's, any, any, you know, harm's way anyways. Um, listen, I'm going to throw another thing out here. I guess I'm feeling a little crazy on Super Wild Card Weekend. Wow. Yeah, uh, you're wild. All right. Yeah, let's get wild. Like. You make a good point. I think it's very fair to think of that. And I know my mind because I don't know. I don't see any positive signs in this other aspect of I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. If you told me Lamar Jackson ends his relationship with the Ravens and where's the number one place he's going to go, I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Right. And he would fit that offense. And whoa, would that be scary? Uh, but I do think that things in Baltimore are a little weird right now. You know, it just, yeah. I think I knew a few weeks ago, I had people tell me that his knee was still very much an issue and they had no idea what to expect. And of course the contract situation and all that. So, uh, you know, just to piggyback off of your point, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe hear some of that chatter this off season. Chris, what's weird is Lamar keeps saying, if I'm not a hundred percent, if I'm not a hundred percent, if he was under contract, he'd be playing at 70%. That's what's weird, right? Uh, I, well, I agreed, and that's where you know it's hard, and that's where you know, hey, it's. I'm sure the organization has some some blame here too, but it, it does seem like, hey, it's 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 a weird approach by Lamar and his camp and his mother, or whatever else, and they're having a hard time, you know, knocking out some of these details of the contract. You know, we just saw them get a contract with Roquan Smith, who had no agent either. So, right. you know, I think that gives us a little more weight. Baltimore is willing to do this. Uh, it just the whole subject is weird. And I'm a big Lamar fan, but I don't quite understand it. And, you know, I don't necessarily love his approach uh, as far as how this is going down. 
Chris, just back to the Dolphins for a second. The reason they have to address this, whether it's Brady, whether it's Derek Carr, whether it's Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, right. or who was that, Bill? Aaron Rodgers is the one. Or Aaron Rodgers. Like Mike McDaniel yeah. made no, they have made no secret about this, Chris. They're trying to win right now, man. You go out and get Tariq Hill. You go out and get Bradley Chubb in the middle of the season. You give up your draft right. capital. Like you're trying to win right now. You have a window. Yeah. You're, you're right, Stu Gatz. They're yeah. ready now. They are. I mean, again, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I'm, I don't think the world of Tua, maybe like him, Billy yeah. does and everybody else. But <laughs> you no, hate Tua. They, if, know. He was, if he was playing, the Dolphins are one of those teams that go, yeah, they could upset the Bills this weekend. And watch out. They could make a run here in the playoffs. I mean, you're, Stu Gatz, they're, they're ready. They are ready. Yes. And, you know, that, I, that's where I think they're going to have to be aggressive and think about this and uh, be smart because – you know, and, and the other thing I'll say, just jumping off of what you said, you got, I, listen, I know Brady and Rodgers are shiny objects, but, yep. you know, there's a good chance you get them, and then the next year you're in the same boat of, like, wait, i got to try to find another quarterback. They've wow. retired. They want to go to another team now. And just I, I don't look at that as much as maybe one of them would probably want to go there, probably Brady. Uh, I don't know if that's the best thing for a team that has a chance to be like, good for the next five years. That's that's what I'm saying. I would have paid money to see Simpson's reaction uh, when Billy's just going, you hate to us. <laughs> I know. I know. I just shook my head and was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Chris, so, uh, like, how does it work with you uh, and the Giants? Like, like are you, you're going to be rooting like crazy for the Giants, you and your entire family. You're Giant fans, but you got to keep that media credibility thing, which I think is bullshit how does this work are you wearing a giants jersey on the set or what you know i I won't be on the set till after the game but i don't hide it and i'm not into that media credibility thing i'm more into like you know listen i'm going to assess the game and tell you the truth and that that's it but i am uh, i got human credibility and i like the damn new york giants and that's my team and i'm hoping (laughs) they whoop the crap out of the vikings this weekend and i can promise you on sunday night if they do win that game I will be openly saying great things about the Giants and probably crapping on Mike Floria, who's a Vikings fan, and he should be in the studio too. So don't worry. I'm not going to hold any punches for my G-men. Okay, good. Uh, I can see the Giants winning that game, by the way. How do you feel? I do too. I, I could see it for sure. I mean, it's a very evenly matched football game. I would really say the first time they played each other, the Giants outplayed them. Uh, they made some un- un-Giant-like mistakes in that game, I mean, Daniel Jones, who played pretty good, he threw an interception when they were kind of on the fringe red zone, certainly field goal territory. They fumbled in the red zone with Bellinger, or right on the fringe of the red zone. They had the punt blocked, right? They had a big third down pass that was going to go for some big yards in the early fourth quarter that was dropped. So, you know, I, I felt as I watched back the game this week that the game was easier for the Giants than the Vikings. But that's we've said that a few times this year about the Vikings. You know, I, I was sitting there watching the game, going, "Oh no, that was good by the Giants. Oh, that was good by the Giants." And the the Vikings, you were going, "Oh my, oh my, man, he just he barely got that out. Oh, whoa, whoa, good throw. Whoa, he just got it in there. Oh, who? You know, it was a lot of that. So we'll see. It's the second time you see them. There's going to be some adjustments made, but I I do think that the Giants can certainly go in there and win that game. It's a four thirty game too, and Kirk does all his business at one o'clock. So. Yeah, you got him in the right window. You yeah. Did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, I know. Well, it's 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 I always don't I don't like that, you know, mm. Kirk Cousins 
stuff around him. I don't think that's fair. You know, he's won a lot of games at 425. That wasn't pr- prime time, but those, those, well, I think he's won probably a fair share. I mean, see, now we're moving the line. It used to be prime time. He won some time. Saturday games to too, Chris. You're right. Right, right. He won some Saturday yeah, games. Yeah, too. and more people watch at 425 than anybody else, any yeah. other game. It outdoes the big 425 game. The rating does better than Sunday night football or Monday night football. So, uh, you know, again, I understand the, the everybody's saying that, but damn, Kirk Cousins is better than he gets credit for sometimes, too. All right, very quickly here, Chris Sims with us, PFT of, uh, with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, Unbutton Podcast, Football Night in America. NBC's got a couple of games. Sims has a piece uh, with his buddy Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Sean McVay, do you buy that he's leaving the Rams going up to the booth? I'm not sold it's on the booth, but all signs are pointing towards he's trying to get out of there. Yes. Okay. I feel a little bit like um, this is a very similar move to Sean Payton, where okay. he's going, wait, the lifeline of this team is about to die. We got salary cap issues. You know, I got issues here and there. And he's looking to uh, get out and mm. get a fresh start somewhere else next year, two years from now, whatever. I would not be shocked if in a few weeks we hear that he's leaving the, the Rams and going to take a year off or go to a studio job or, or something like that you think he's a quitter is what you're saying he's, he things are getting tough he's a quitter no, he, yeah well it, it, no he's he, you know he's he's really the ultimate fighter he's also one wow. of those guys that i think is well he's he's a psycho he is he's a right. psycho to where i i do think when with they go and get guys, tough, they just well, shut up, Billy. They <laughs> the shit hits the, when the <laughs> shit hits the fan, the shit goes to the broadcast booth. Jesus. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think, you know, again, it, it's. I think this has been on his radar. I do. And I think if it would have been a real subject last year if they didn't win the Super Bowl. I think it would have been even more. Right. But he won the Super Bowl, and, of course, you guys know how it goes. Ooh, let's run it back. I think we can do it again, right? And I think he got caught up in those emotions. Uh, but I think he – like a Dick Vermeil or a John Gruden or that type of guy, they're so psycho, they're so invested in it all the time that I do think they get, you know, mentally and physically worn out and maybe need to take a, a step back every now and then and, and kind of regather their, their life a little. So Eckler is a bad runner and McVay's a quitter. Right, <laughs> You're so, you guys, you guys, you guys are such assholes. I don't know <laughs> we love you. Very quick, very quick. Aaron Rodgers is he done? Where's it going to be next year? No, I think he's going to be there. I do. Really? He's still okay. the king of that castle. He's got the king of the castle. He enjoys that power. That team is still really good. I don't think he's a guy that wants to go somewhere and like start to lay down the the groundwork somewhere new. You know, he's got all the power there and. Hey, their team, like with those two receivers there, there's something to look at. You know, he's just got to play better. He's yeah. got to play better. He's got to be there in the off season. You're the highest paid guy. You got to lead your team in the off season. You know, that's how camaraderie starts. That's the one thing I look at, like Josh Allen and the Bills and Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the team, the Burrow, the teams are very close and they love each other. And I think that's a big. The quarterbacks are a big, big reason why. And that's to me where. You know, yeah, be there in the offseason, started it then, and then, you know, you guys saw the game the other night, didn't throw the ball well, jumping in the pocket, and still reluctant to pull the trigger to some open receivers where you just go, damn, that's your Aaron Rodgers. He's wide open. Throw it. Um, definitely the worst year of his career. I'll just I'll say that, and you know me. I think he's, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. 
Yep. All right, we'll get you out of here on this note. Uh, the most important person that you have spoken to while taking a shit is who? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm. I'm oh. not one to do that a whole lot. Right. Right? <laughs> um, I'm really not. Right. Fancy boy. I big big f***er is, though. He, ain't, he won't stop shitting for anyone. I my, mean, stra- my strategy, oh, Chris, I- that I told them before is you just say very short things and you immediately mute yourself, and it's only if you really have to take the call. If not, you just wait. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's like, there's always like an echo. Like when I talk to somebody who's in the bathroom mm-hmm. or I'm like, you're in the bathroom, huh? Are you on the toilet? Right. right. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like you can always tell. So I try to avoid that. I do. Right. But, you right. know, like to your point, you guys, I feel like that older generation, like my dad and Boomer size and like, they would prefer to take calls while they were sitting on the toilet. Like, right. it's like, right. it's, I, only takes calls when he's shitting. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, they're a little different thought. They're like, oh, I can get some work done here. Let me sit down. They'll do it right here. Uh, so I can see them being like that, but I'm too much of a clean freak, and, like, I wouldn't be – I would feel bad about actually talking. So – it's not. I don't think I've ever really talked to anybody big time or serious on the on the toilet. But there's probably a very good chance that Big and Bill Parcells have both talked on the phone while taking shits at the same time, right? <laughs> I mean, there could be. That would not be shocked with either I mean, one there. That would not. That would not be a that. shocking revelation. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, man. Enjoy a super wild card weekend. Look forward to your piece on uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, coming out. Uh, and we appreciate you making time, even in an airport, Sims. You are dedicated. We love you, man. No, you know, I love you guys. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the game. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. It is time for this week's edition of Steel Gots, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And of course, all lines here are courtesy of our friends over at DraftKings. It is a super wild card weekend, which means super stu you gots. Let's get to the games. We have two on Saturday, three on Sunday, one on Monday night. Very exciting. That's what super wild card weekend is all about. Saturday's game, first game of the weekend, Seattle, Geno Smith, MVP, comeback player of the year. I love this story. They are getting nine and a half points. They're taking on San Francisco. The Niners have won 10 straight. Doesn't matter who their quarterback is. They just keep winning. What I want you to do is buy Seattle up a half point to plus 10. The Niners win the game. The Seahawks cover. Niners win by four points. I'm taking Seattle plus 10. We go to Jacksonville. Chargers are minus two at Jacksonville. I love Jacksonville. I like what that team is doing. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like the defense, like the running game, but I just like the Chargers a little bit better. Justin Herbert, me and Billy have been telling you to do it in the playoffs. Here's your opportunity. Do it in the playoffs. You made it. Now do it. I have the Chargers winning by seven points at Jacksonville, the Chargers 
cover the spread. We go to Sunday's games. The Dolphins take it on the Bills without Tua. They'll be going up there with Skylar Thompson. The Bills riding all that emotion. The home crowd going to be cold. Bills are minus 13. I have the Bills winning this game by 1,000 points. They cover the spread. We go to Minnesota. The Vikings are minus three. They're taking on the Giants. A lot of people like the Giants here. I understand why. You're not getting the Vikings at 1 o'clock. Kirk Cousins a different quarterback. It's an isolated game. He's not very good in these isolated kind of primetime games. But I'm going to take the Vikings. I want you to buy it down to two and a half. I have the Vikings winning a close game. They win by six. They cover the spread. The Vikings move on. We go to Cincinnati. They're taking on the Ravens. They're minus eight and a half. As I record this, I do not think Lamar Jackson is going to play in the game. The offense wasn't good before Lamar got hurt. It's been even worse since he got hurt. Joe Burrow, to me, best quarterback in football, been saying it all year. I have the Bengals winning by 17 points at home. The Bengals cover the spread. We go to Monday night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Dallas Cowboys. It's yet another home playoff game for 59-year-old Tom Brady. I'm joking. Uh, 45, 46-year-old Tom Brady getting two and a half points at home against the Cowboys. I want you to buy it up to three. I am telling you, when Brady is getting points at home, until the day I die, I'm going to take him because he's never going to die. All right, so the Bucs plus three at home, taking on the Cowboys. I have the Bucs winning the game outright. They advance. The Bucs win by seven points at home. Those are the picks, everyone, on a super wild card weekend. Enjoy and good luck. I got a speeding ticket today, Mike. Do you feel like a speeding ticket is something fair to expense to the company? I mean, Uh, well, were you going to work? Yeah, I was going to work. Levitard wants us here by 8. I was trying to get here quickly. He'll start talking if I'm not here at 8. It's always interesting. I always play the, um, yep, you got me. I was speeding, all good, and I try and be real friendly and see if he'll just let me out of it instead of, you know, going, oh, come on, what the hell are we doing? It's always, I found that out on the field well. When you jump on a ref, you don't tend to get any calls. But if you try and be a little nicer, you have a better chance with, what do they say, with better chance with sugar than with whatever vinegar? Vinegar? So you would butter up the rest beforehand, basically, is what you're saying? So I would try. I don't think they knew who I was, though. Um, So, you know, it would be a little different if, like, you know, Reggie was doing that. So you have now um, relationships and partnerships with all these companies. If you were stopped, like you maybe have like Chili's gift cards or pork rinds or something like what would you right. kind of offer in exchange for let's look the other way on this situation? I would definitely offer a Chili's gift card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, what I used to do when I was playing. So I would have these uh, if I had an appearance or something, they, they make up these eight by 10 pictures that I would use as a signature, you know, to sign. Well, I would just leave them in the car, Ooh, you know, just like so on, the, on the dash or something. So I wouldn't have to say anything. You know, and whether he saw it or he or she saw it and wanted to do something, it's cool. Right. You know, no problem. You know, so I just kind of left it to them. So mm-hmm. did you, do you have like different items? Because we talked to Chris Gronkowski and he told us that he had a closet full of number of a number of things signed by Rob. And he told us, he's like, I'm down to my last two Patriots jerseys, but I'm saving something. I'm saving those for something really bad. 
Like I have some balls and things that I yeah. can give out, but the Patriots I'm I'm saving on for like a really bad situation. I mean, that you got to save that for a felony arrest, right? I mean, yeah. you can't. That, that, that's just not a speeding ticket. You know, that has to be like armed robbery or something like oh. that. You know, <laughs> Do you have extra cards you can send me. I'll keep them in my car. I, mean. I, I, you know what? At this point, I don't have anything in my car except the you know my dogs occasionally. Yeah. How, how many of those photos were signed by Chris? Also. No, I signed them all. If, oh, if she wow. signed them, they would look too good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, I, I signed them all. Uh, I can definitely tell when something – again, my signature is not one people are looking to forge to sell on eBay. I would say that all the time, you know, when whether I was playing or then in the media going to the Super Bowl. So, you know, all those guys that stand by the hotel and stuff. And, hey, you know, Mr. Gola, can I have an autograph? And it would be, it would be 10 blank glossies. You know, no, no right. picture. I just glossies. And I'm like, guys, you're not going to get, you know, a lot for this. So oh, we're not selling them. I'm like, guys, how stupid do you think I am? I mean, mm-hmm. I know what you're doing. I don't, I'm going to sign them, you know, I'm, unless you have 50, I'm not going to sign them, you know, but I'm going to sign them. And, and I'm just like, you're really, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here to make yourself an extra buck or two. And when I say extra buck or two, I mean, just an extra buck or two. Let's see. We're going to talk to uh, Tony Baselli. We'll get to the NFL games. We have to talk uh, about the royal family with Mike Golick as well. But I am wondering, it's really all I want to talk about with Mike is, is the Royals, uh, yeah. not the Kansas City Royals, the royal family. No. But I am wondering in your heyday in Philadelphia, in your playing time, in your playing days, would you just get pulled over? Cop would recognize you and say, Mr. Golick, keep it going. See you. Uh, love yeah. you. Pretty yeah. much, yes. And how about in your Mike and Mike days in Connecticut? Would you use that to get out of speeding tickets? That was usually – I got pulled over a couple of times on the way to the show. So you're talking I was – this was 4.30, quarter to 5 in the morning uh, that I would get pulled over on the way to the uh, ESPN studio. So right. a lot of times the, 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 the cop would know – who I was or where I was going. And uh, I, I I think I maybe got one ticket over the 20 the some years. And for the most part, they were pretty cool about it. Yeah. Mike, I'm on eBay right now. And I just oh, put in God. Mike Golick autograph. Yeah. I'll have you know the top search is a signed autographed eight by 10 photo of you as an eagle for $45 or best offer right now. Wow. Then you go so, down and there's there's cards, 1999. Wait, Billy, can you see? Because I have a trading card out from Tops. Uh, can you see if my card is worth more than Mike's card? Whoa, how about this one, Mike? So this one's an, an eagle signed eight by 10 photo. For $195 or best offer. But then you have to pay $6 for shipping to I mean, who is buying that of me? I mean, that thing will be sitting there forever. Oh. Selly, I get it. You know, Hall of Famer. Right. I like this one, Mike. So this Mike one, Golick, Hall of Famer. This Just one, Mike. Not the football yeah. one. Right. Two time Hall of Famer, I think. Wrestling too. I mean Yeah. Well, actually yeah. three. There's a there's two three. in the broadcasting and then one in wrestling. In my high school. Right, right. That counts. Everybody Some, gets in their high school. So I just found Stugatz's two thousand and eighteen tops, Alan Ginter autographs, Stugatz Stupidity. And this is a one of twenty-five, I guess, because this is like a black edition and it's signed and right now it's for sale. For $2,999.99. So you, if you wow. want, you can, you can buy it for $3,000. And there's just a standard car that he autographed with the Blue Sharpie on sale for $600. What you got, Golik? Oh, my God. Well, no, no you know bites. What? 
Oddly it's, it's all it's all you know good <laughs> still until until somebody buys it. We can put anything up for any amount we want, right. you know. But until something sells, uh, it really doesn't matter, does it? Uh, Billy is tired of the royal family, and I am totally with him. Uh, especially, is it uh, Harry and Meghan selling books? I mean, give me a break with the fights with your brother. Okay, my brother took my earlobe off with a hockey stick when we were kids. No one wants to read about it. Okay, go sell your book to somebody else. Oh. Billy, what is your issue? I well, mean, I mean, it's basically that. Just there's enough the podcast, the movies, the book. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, you know. They have they have all these things coming out. It's like hey, enough already. You're not that interesting. If you don't want to be part of the royal family, don't be part of the royal family. But leave me alone. Listen, I mean, they're doing a money grab, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a money grab. It's, this is embarrassing of what what they're doing. Oh. I I, I got to know that 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 Harry the first time you know when he lost his virginity was spanked. I mean, th- th- this is what I have to know. Oh, I mean, are you are you kidding me? This is and, and listen, we're a family. We, Chris and I, we watch the crown. We're all in, you know, on the royals. And, you know, you learn more and more on what a, what a snooty bunch they are. And the fact that they have zero power. Um, I've known that if you do any studying at all, you understand that. But I mean, this is ridiculous what they're doing with all the appearances and everything. I, I'm with you guys. Tired of them. Don't want to hear it. Go away. But they're in it for the they're in it for the money grab and they're gonna get a ton of money for it. Mike, who is the uh who is the quarterback coach co- uh combination? Like there's an obvious choice here, and I think it's Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. Okay. But after those two, what is the quarterback coach combination? that has the most pressure headed into this postseason, meaning they have to go win a few games here. They have to, or else someone's going to get fired. Wow. I don't know if anybody's on the hook um, other than McCarthy. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at, at New York and Minnesota, those are basically new coaches. Pete's not going anywhere uh, at all. Neither is Shanahan. McDaniel's not going anywhere. Certainly um, McDermott's not. Harbaugh's not. Zach Taylor's not. Staley, Staley's one. Staley would be the only one where I've heard any whispers at all, but I don't think that's going to happen. And Doug Peterson is not. So I I don't think there's any. I I think, Mark, who did I miss? Billy's telling you to dig deeper, and I think you should probably just really look there. Uh You'll find it. Well, you mean the the teams with the buys? Maybe maybe one of those. And Andy Reid? Now we're getting somewhere. I mean, Mike, it's about time that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes win a second. I mean, enough, you know? Show us it wasn't a fluke. (laughs) You're telling me that if they don't win the Super Bowl, you think Andy Reid is on the hot seat? Uh, Maybe Mahomes. Oh, my God. You guys, the the kings of stirring up trouble. You guys are unbelievable. I'm not with them on this. I don't He has to win a second. You can't have a generational quarterback and only win one. You can't can't do it. That's fine, but the second doesn't have to be this year. Patrick Mahomes is going to be great for more than a few years. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say this year or bust. So, no, we're going to disagree on that. I think McCarthy is the only one that's on that's on any kind of hot seat at all. Mike, looking at the slate and it's super wild card weekend, which makes, like, we all agree, right? That makes wild card weekend even yeah. better. Just put the word super in front of it. Yeah. No, it doesn't in my eyes. I think it's stupid. So? But hey, you know, that's just me. So I guess it would be, I, I guess may, maybe putting super in front of stuff, because if, if we get to the Super Bowl and it's just called the bowl, yeah, I guess it's would better watch. to call the But super imagine bowl. if it was the super, super bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you guys are are pieces of work separately, but when you're sitting next to each other, oh, we're annoying. Thank you. Oh, I mean, you're telling me Rihanna's just going to perform at Bowl? I don't think so, Mike. When you look at the yeah. Super Wild Card Weekend slate coming up this weekend, like if you were to see a major upset, what game would you choose? And like, listen, don't give me the Buccaneers beating the Cowboys at home. That's not a major upset. No, I'm not. I, I'm not. Okay. I mean, you know, you normally don't want to go four or five, just kind of like you don't want to go eight nine in, in the basketball tournament. Yeah. Jacksonville played LA already, the Chargers, right? I think uh, I believe so, yeah. They, they yeah. beat them 38 to 10. I think I mean, they, now, yes. now now this is when the Chargers started out slow and they finished strong. So I, I think that would be different. So would you call that an upset if Jacksonville goes out to LA and I I, I would them? say well Jacksonville's at home, but yes, I would call yeah. that an upset. Oh, I would that's say right. that, I'm sorry they're at home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I would say that's an upset. I think I think the char no, I would Mike, I'd be surprised. I think the Chargers are a more talented team, a better team, more veteran I, team. Yeah. I do agree. So I do right. think it would be a bit of an upset. The one I would lean to, Giants. Yeah. The Giants can go, yes. go to Minnesota and get that win. I mean, Daniel Jones has been playing well. He does not turn the ball over, right. which is which is huge. You got Barkley running the ball, defense, you know, playing well enough at times for sure. Uh, so that to me would be the one because Minnesota, while their offense, the weapons they have are ridiculous. Their defense doesn't really scare a whole lot of people. Um, so that would be the one I would look because I don't see Seattle doing it to San Francisco. See that would right. Mike, I'll stop you right there. I would only say there's a chance, not that Gino has all this playoff experience, but Brock Purdy does not. And no, I'm Brock sorry, Purdy does get not. different in the playoffs. But here's why I trust San Francisco's defense so much. Their, their defense coach. is yeah. so good. Right. And Kyle Shanahan finds a way to to have Brock get the ball. And Brock's been playing well. But to find a way to get the ball out of his hands into the hands of the athletes on that team. So I just don't I, I to me, it's a better chance of the Giants winning in Minnesota than Seattle winning in San Francisco. Uh, how many games do you feel like McCarthy has to win to to keep his job? Because Sean Payton's lurking like he's he's oh, not going to accept any job until he sees what happens with Dallas. Is it one game? Is it two games for McCarthy? Everybody knows that, including Mike McCarthy. Yeah. I have to believe it's two games. Really? Uh, you know, beating Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a under 500 team. Right. But the reason they're in the playoffs is because somebody from that division had to make the playoffs. Right? right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, so it, it, it would, would it be like, oh, yeah, Cowboys are rolling now that they beat Tampa Bay. I mean, is, is, that, is that what we think? So, I mean, this game is kind of a – especially because, like I said, I, I did that first game. And it was such a blah game. I mean, they're eight and nine, Tampa Bay. I mean, I just, I, I think he's got to go go another game, right? I mean, which would be the Eagles, probably. Which would probably be yes. the Eagles, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's even safe there. Like, let's say he makes the NFC Championship and then he loses a close game in the NFC Championship and misses out on the Super Bowl. Then is Jerry Ooh. Jones gonna be like, you know what? Let's give him another shot. I feel like he, he does. He have to win the Super Bowl because that sounds crazy. I I don't think so. No, but. A guy like Marty Schottenheimer got the Browns to the AFC title game a couple of times, you know, but unfortunately he had the fumble and the drive. <laughs> I kept and losing he, it, right? Yeah, he ends up getting fired. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I I think if he got to the NFC championship game, I, I think that that would save his job. Uh, but I do think he needs to get past the second round. But it's Jerry Jones, which is really the thing. And he loves he's a, Sean he's Payton. He's a wild card. I yeah. know, I know. I, it, I I agree. I I, know, I completely agree with you on that. <laughs> this is crazy. That's why it he's really is. Get to the Super Bowl <laughs> and win it. And, and, yeah, I mean, because you know Denver, 
Denver would throw so much money at Sean Payton. Oh, my so God. So much money. I think a and, lot of teams would, Mike. Oh, oh no, no, but I, I agree. But that's the first one that tr- tried to contact and had to go through New Orleans to get permission to talk to him, um, you know, to 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 go down that road. Uh, but I, I I definitely think Sean Payton's waiting to see what happens with the Cowboys. I think Billy brought up an even funnier scenario where he only wins the Super Bowl by three points and Jerry Jones gets rid of him. <laughs> and Dak. It's, it's Jerry Jones. Would anybody be shocked at, at any kind of moves, crazy moves like that? Sean is going to make – no, it's not like he hasn't made a lot of money already, but he is going to make so much money. Oh, so my much God. Money. Yeah. Oh. Mike, should we get used to the Jaguars being here in the playoffs with Trevor Lawrence? I think we probably should, right? Well, I, I think a combination of them getting a lot better and a combination of it not being a very good division, right? Yeah. I mean, we keep waiting for Tennessee to falter, and, and kudos to them for 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 not, you know, they had been in the playoffs, but they obviously had the quarterback injuries to deal with this year, but they were running a defense team anyway. The Colts are somewhat lost <laughs> right now, right? I mean, well, they are just – I I'm I, I have been stunned. I picked the Colts to win the division this year with Matt Ryan going there. And, I mean, they just absolutely fell apart. And Houston – Houston could be one of the biggest train wrecks we've seen in a while. Just to put up that stat of the fact that they've had, what, four coaches in the last four or five years? And the Pittsburgh Steelers have had three coaches since 1969. I mean, it's just crazy when you do that. Houston and the Colts can both, though, in this draft, make things up because the Colts have the fourth pick, and with Chicago getting the first pick, if the Colts trade up, they get a new coach, and they could get Bryce Young at quarterback, right? And then Houston also is going to have a new coach and a new quarterback, so things can change. Yeah, see me in three years because, you know, the rest of their team, I mean, it's not just the quarterback's great. Fine, you get a quarterback. A, he's a rookie, so, you know – you, you know, rookies aren't coming in and just taking over the league and leading their team to class. And B, you got to have other parts of your team. Right. And Houston and the Colts don't really. I mean, they they have they have that old line in Indy, but they had their struggles this year. So you know, it's you could you could put a a great young quarterback who's got to prove himself, but you need other parts of the team. Mike, I ask you this, having no idea That's whether or not the Hall of Famer can hear us. But I can Jackson- hear you. Oh, I can hear you. Ruined it. All right. I was going to ask well, Mike if all- Jacksonville should have acted like they've been there before. I mean, Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, you acted like you won a Super Bowl winning that division. Well, Mike uh, Golick, first of all, made several mistakes in the comments he just made. Saying Houston's the biggest train wreck that he's seen for a while. Obviously, he didn't pay attention to the Urban Meyer era at Jacksonville oh. because that was the biggest train wreck in the history of the NFL. You're right. About, I guess I meant more a four or five year train yes. wreck for Houston. But last year, you're right. I mean, that was that was a hundred miles an hour, a head on collision train wreck last year with, with Urban. Terrible. Horrific. Uh, Tony, we started this conversation talking about Golick. What in his heyday in Philly would he ever use the Golick name to get out of traffic tickets? Uh, did he do it when he was working on Mike and Mike in Connecticut? I just did it this morning uh, with a cop who pulled me over. Tony Baselli, have you in Duval County in Jacksonville ever gotten out of speeding tickets? Because hey, I'm Tony Baselli. I have. Uh, I moved there in '95. Yeah, I left for like two and a half years. You know the Houston Texan debacle. Yep. Um, I have been pulled over several times. I'm undefeated. I've never gotten a ticket. Wow, in Duval <laughs> County ever. The best story though is I was I was in Houston, and I was uh, first year before they even played the game. You know I was uh, and I'm driving flying to the airport because I'm late, trying to get back to Jacksonville to see my family. 
and I get pulled over by a cop mm-hmm. and the cop pulls me over and, and I said, Hey, listen, I'm just trying to get home, man. Anyway, I, and I'm going to miss my flight and anything you can do. Not only did he not do anything for me, he gave me the ticket, took forever. So I ended up missing the flight, everything else. Right. Fast forward a week, I get back in the week, I go, you know, go up with the golf nose. You have a guy in the in the the team is head of security, usually a former cop, and I'd say, Hey man, I got a ticket. Anything I can do, any help or whatever. So he was yelling me to talk to him. So he goes and talks the cop says, Yeah, if he gives me a signed jersey, wow. I'll you know, we'll we'll take care of it. And I tell the guy, I said, you would tell that cop to kiss my ass. Yeah. Him, I go, I'm not giving anything. I will show up to court. I will do I'll do the jail time. I don't care what it is. That dude had an opportunity to like help me get home right. and not miss a flight. And I was only going like 10 over. It wasn't like I was going 150. And so that's why Houston didn't work out. They pulled me over. <laughs> if you stood up, if you got out of the car, wow. he would have let you out of the ticket. If he saw the man in front of him that he was writing up a ticket for, he would have been like, hey, go ahead, sir. You're good. Yeah, but I don't know if I should have told that story because I'm I the Houston Police Department, I get in trouble for bribery. Yeah, right. I've never gotten a ticket. Uh, right. Never gotten a ticket in, in Duval County. Have you ever, have they ever asked you when they were going to let you out of the ticket, n- not as to let you out, but for your autograph, have you given an autograph in the car? No, th- no. I'll say this: the cops in Duval County and St. Johns County, it's right next to each other because I live in Ponte Vedra Beach. They're the first of all, they're great, and they're uh, I'm friends with both sheriffs. And I've been, you know, throughout the time, uh, different sheriffs. They're always great, you know. And typically, what it is, like the best story was, I was flying home. It was actually after a. A, a game a jaguar game it's like the west coast game i you know you land like at one in the morning i'm flying home no one's on the streets it's like two i live in a little beach community and i was probably i was going way too fast it was like 65 and like a 35 just oh. it was the middle of the night the cop pulls me over walks up to the car he's like tony oh. you know can you <laughs> like you got it <laughs> you got to slow down i'm like dude i'm so sorry I apologize. It's late. I'm tired. He's like, no, I get it. Just yeah. like slow down. You can't go 30 over. Like just go like five over. 10 over. <laughs> I love the first name like, basis. Oh yeah. He's like, Tony. He's like, Tony. You're like Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you again, Paul. How's the family? <laughs> now, now, listen. I, have got, I have gotten pulled over going to when I, my son was playing at Florida state driving from Jacksonville to Florida state. Cause you know, it was highway patrol. Oh, they're different. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah. I, I, I begged. I, I didn't use my name. Like, come on, man. Is there any way? He's like, he's like, listen, you're going 15 over. I'll make it eight over, so it's a smaller ticket. Right. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's about it. That's, that's what, what I you got. got, Stu. That's what yeah. Stu got. Yeah. Tony, yeah. you should drive around just in the Hall of Fame jacket moving forward. I mean, who's going to do that? It's like, it's not a bad idea. I got. Uh, I actually got the uh, replica bus this week. I'm oh, not nice. home, so I haven't seen it yet, but it showed up yesterday. Oh, awesome. I think I might just put it in I the might passenger, put it, I might, passenger seat. Just yes. drive around with that. Yes. You know what would be awesome is, you know, the hood ornaments? Make a small bus <laughs> yes. and put it on there as a hood ornament. Yes. How cool would that look? The Hall of Famer, Tony DeSelli <laughs> with us. Tony, did you realize? Did you realize just how bad it was when you were in it? Like when they were in it with Urban Meyer or, uh, last year? Yes, I knew yeah. immediately. I mean, I could tell early. I'm like, this is not gonna, it's not gonna fly. And 
and you just could sense going through camp. I mean, it was everyone was pumped because it was Urban. Like my first sign that this is not going to work, and this guy does not know what he's doing, is when he brought Tim Tebow in to play quarterback. Right. Tim Tebow hadn't played football in five, six, seven years. He's a baseball player, but never played the position in his life. All the way back to he's a quarterback, and because he's friends, he brings him in and uses the roster spot. Actually traded one of the tight ends of Baltimore, who's now playing for Baltimore. Um, and and we I'm like I, I I said on the radio I said what are we doing using a roster spot for Tim Tebow I love Tim Tebow he's a Jacksonville guy I love him it's great right but this is not arena football this is not some you know reality TV show this is the NFL and so that right there was a, a red flag for me early 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 that we're wasting a roster spot on a bad team that needs. Yeah. Figure out who's going to be the best fifty-three, and it just down, it, it just spiraled downhill from there. Yeah, it was a waste of a year, unfortunately. What what's the biggest difference you saw in this team being led by Doug Peterson as opposed to Urban? Doug Peterson's an adult. He is. Uh, <laughs> he, he actually does what he says he's going to do. He's consistent. He's a great leader. Doug like Doug Peterson is a great leader. That team loves him. And he had a big job coming in because he had to change, you know, not only upgrade the roster, but he had to change the entire culture. He had to take a young quarterback who just went through hell for a year with Urban Meyer and get him straight. And, uh, and he's done an outstanding job. And he's a, and he's a, one of the best play callers. You know, he came from Andy Reid. You see a lot of Andy Reid in him, like the design and how he uses the field, how he designs. Like he, he does everything from sideline to sideline, end zone to end zone. Like he opens up the field. And he helps guys, you know, get open and, and creates favorable matchups. So not only is he a great play caller, but he's just a great leader. And Mike, you know this as a as a player, you know, just be consistent. Like that's like Tom Coughlin was a hard ass, but that's who he was. He wasn't trying to be someone else. He wasn't trying to put some facade on. Like every day you show it, you show up to work, and you knew what you were going to get. And Doug Peterson's not Doug Peterson has a different personality, but he is who he is. He's played the game. He understands what the locker room is about, and he's the same every day. And as a player, I think that's all you ask for is like, all right, I know what I'm in. I know what I'm getting into today. Go to work. Here's the expectation. It's not going to change if we if we win by twenty. It's not going to be a big party, and if we lose by twenty, it's not going to be a death march. It's like like we have a job to do, and uh, that's really what Doug Peterson's done, and they've all bought in. I think one of the other constants of a head coach is to outside of a family emergency, fly home with your team after a game. I think well, that's... you know, I, yeah, Mike, you don't think, you know, having the disappearing uh, fingers at the bar with a 25-year-old when your team's on the plane home is a good idea? I mean, I, I did, and again, as I've always said, that's something he has to deal with with his, with his wife. You know, that's his personal life, and he's got to deal with that with his wife or dealt with whatever they did. But, but to me, just the audacity of saying, I needed a little time away or – you know, whatever, and not go back with your team. Because I, I did that game. I was in Cincy. Yeah, Jacksonville, Jacksonville had the lead at halftime. Cincy was actually booed off the field by their fans. 21-3. It was 21-3. Yeah, yes, and then Cincy scored on every possession in the second half to win. But, but man, just to bail on your team like that, I mean, and, and you know, hopefully that that's, you know, they're through that. Jacksonville is through that. I mean, you you got to believe that Jacksonville now – 
And I said this too because it's not the toughest division in the world, at least at this point, that Jacksonville's got to be hanging out near the top for a while now. They have a they have a young building team. Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, is one of the best five to seven quarterbacks in the league right now. Hmm. Um, it will be a battle over the next decade between Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. And Herbert. I think Jack and Herbert. Sorry, thank you. That's yeah. the other one I was looking at. Tua, I think Tua. it I, – I, no, not Tua. Oh. Um, I, a good try. I, I, think, I think Jacksonville is poised to go on a decade run as one of the best teams in the AFC. The combination of Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, they're going to be dangerous. They are going to be a dangerous team. I mean, they're nine and eight, but you look at the five games they lost early in the season. They had a five-game losing streak. Every one of them was one possession, touchdown or less game, where they had to lead halfway through the fourth quarter and they couldn't finish. Right. They had to learn how to win. This is a good football team. It's not a great football team yet. I'm not saying they're ready to go go to Buffalo or go to Kansas City or go to Cincinnati. I think they can win beat beat those teams if they end up in that situation. They got a tough matchup with the Chargers this week. It's going to be a shootout because um, I don't think either defense will be able to stop the offense. Um, but I think the future is bright. It is partly because what you said, Mike, is the AFC South is a disaster. Tennessee is a disaster. It's an aging roster. Their stars – I mean, Derrick Henry is superhuman, but how long can he do this for? I mean, at some point, he's still human, although Tom Brady's proven yeah. that to be – maybe he's Tom Brady. Right. Um, they don't have a quarterback – you know, they got an aging defense. Their offensive line's atrocious. You look at Indianapolis, I don't think their offensive line was highly touted this year coming in. I think they're they're not very good. Quentin Nelson had a down year. Mm-hmm. They have no quarterback, no court, no coach. And the Texans, Mike's right, four, you know, four coaches, four years. They don't know what they're doing. Um, I don't think they're going to figure it out anytime soon. And I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think Bryce Young is – and he can prove me wrong. Amazing college quarterback. I would worry about taking him in the NFL. Right. He is not – it's not that he's just short, which he is, but we've seen short quarterbacks have success, no doubt about it. But he is – he's small. He's slight. And I wonder – I mean, will he be able to hold up in the NFL? Uh, Tony, it's going to be interesting. I know you had a flight, so we'll get you out of here. But with this, with this particular game uh, coming up this weekend – you have Trevor Lawrence, first playoff appearance, but Justin Herbert also his first playoff appearance, and he has to go on the road across the country uh, to make his first playoff appearance, but it's a really good team. Like I think a lot of people say to themselves, hey, if the Chargers make it to the Super Bowl, I'm not going to be that shocked. I think they would be shocked if Jacksonville made it to the Super Bowl, not win a game or two, but made it to the Super Bowl. So I'm wondering, like, how do you size up this game, Tony? Like, How do you see it? Well, they've already played once, and Jacksonville blew them out early in the yeah. season in SoFi. Yeah. In so yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it was a different team, though. You know, they had no Keenan Allen in that game, and Herbert was coming off uh, uh, some kind of – he had a sternum injury. It was like sternum rib injury. Area. Yeah, rib yeah. injury, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't at his best. Um, the, I, I, like, I actually would be shocked if the Chargers made the Super Bowl. They have, a, they okay. have one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you can't stop the run in the playoffs, you have no chance. It's like – it's not going to happen. And Jacksonville with ETN can run the ball. And so I think I think ETN will have a big day, which will open up, you know, all the creativity of Doug Peterson. Um, but I don't think Jacksonville's defense will be able to stop the Chargers. They're playing much better as late. The pass rush is getting there. Josh Allen has been a beast the last four weeks. He had a lull about six, seven games. He didn't do much. 
um, and the back half has gotten better since they moved uh, Darius Williams outside from the nickel. But I still think it's going to be one of those games which defense can get one or two stops in uh, in the fourth quarter or get a big turnover. Because I think this is like a 31-28 game, 35-31, and whoever can get the big turnover late or the big stop will end up winning. But I, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, both teams can make noise because they got great – they have really good quarterbacks and in the playoffs. And if they get hot, you know, no telling what happens. I mean – 96 we were sneaking into the playoffs we got hot at the end and we you know were uh, one one or two plays away from going to the super bowl so either team can do it but i think it's cincinnati buffalo or um or kansas city is going to be the team that's going to be in the afc is representing afc in the super bowl uh tony i know duval county very excited got a home playoff game i know it means a lot to you i know it means a lot to uh shad Khan, your owner and tony Khan. Yeah, uh, they've been waiting a while, so it's going to be an exciting weekend up there. Uh, good luck to you. What I mean that you guys win, I go where you go. Okay, I'm going to become a Jags fan because I mean the Jets have given me shit in 40 years. There okay? you go. I mean nothing. Yeah. They give me nothing. <laughs> <Yes>. Right. <laughs> I understand it. I understand okay. it. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, super wild card weekend. So yeah, whatever. Uh, we'll see how, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, next week, your head's uh, head's going to explode because. Uh, Chris Cody will be back, and we have our final BCS standings wow. two weeks after the college football season. Well, over. we got to see how things shake out. Yeah, we got to see how. Yeah, some things still need to shake out, Mike. Mm-hmm. I already feel my hamstring getting ready to pull next week. I may have to miss the show. <laughs> I'll talk God. with Chris about the Super Bowl arrangements. We'll get it all set up. Okay. Yeah, you go ahead and do that. <laughs> see you guys. Holy shit, Mojo. The guns. My goodness. Damn, man. What you been taking over there? Well, funny you would uh, say that, Christopher Gronkowski, because oh my God. 5% nutrition is the way to go, yeah. brother. I, yeah. I see you're wearing one, Jesus. too. How interesting. Two of you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, yeah I even brought your favorite protein bar for you. There we God. go. I mean, Chris Gronkowski has never been more prepared for this segment ever oh. ever I mean, that's what a four and two will do to a man it's unbelievable uh mojo we are Wait, told I... that you might want to break some wrestling news here you broke some rob gronkowski news uh and thankfully you broke it to the network that pays you yeah uh because this one doesn't so that was a smart play by you i was not at all upset but if you have some wrestling news i mean i free. settle for a callback Stu god shit that's I mean, t- listen told me a call for at least a year and a half that's Damn. totally fair it's been a week and a half but i will get to it next week okay because it ain't happening this week news. listen i'm going to mexico i got dead shows coming up we'll do the segment next week but uh it takes me like two weeks to recover from that okay so that's let's play it on three weeks from now all right so, Stu God's time. I'll see you in two seasons from now. <laughs> you want to come to Mexico with me? We'll discuss it there. I mean, I did an impromptu trip to Kirk's, Turks and Caicos last week. Why not? Oh, my God. On, on me two hours notice. Me, wow. me and Mojo at the Dead Shows. Oh, my God. The number yeah. one rated beach in the world. You want to hear my thoughts on it? Yeah. Never go. Most <laughs> on the planet, the most overpriced, overhyped place of all time, Turks and Caicos. I was infuriatingly bored over there. I didn't know what wow. the hell to do. Huh. Huh. Right. I went there once. I mean, it was nice, quiet. You're right. Like I was yeah. I was expecting more. Uh so I'm with you on that. 
Yeah, quiet is not for Mojo. If you like quiet and doing nothing right. and seeing nothing, then mm-hmm. this is for you. Some people love that. It's just not not for me. All that right. should be good for you. New Year's Eve, you left three hours early, dude. The ball oh, dropped, boy. and me and, me and Gordy are out partying and shit. We look around, where's Mojo? Mojo dipped out the back door, didn't even say bye to us. Well, he's married now. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, K-Funk, because I would love to tell a story about New Year's Eve. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, because... I was totally going to forget. So I'm, I'm minding my own business. I'm being mojo. And all of a sudden, my, my phone blows up. And 30 seconds pass. My phone blows up some more. Two minutes later, blows up, blows up. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And K-Funk says, Mojo, I desperately need your help. I know you're oh the guy God. with all the connects and all the plugs and all the contacts. I need you desperately to get me into this New Year's Eve party. I can't get in by myself without you at WTR in Tampa. Please, I know you're reading my text. Guy, where are you? I texted you two and a half minutes ago. Guy, where are you at? What's going on? Guy, you gonna give me tickets or not? What's going on, guy? And I said, Creston, I'm gonna get you tickets just so we can show up on God Bless Football and you can look Stu Gads, Billy, Mikey A, and Carl Douglas in the eye and tell them what Jabba and Chris already know. Yeah. And that's Mojo's got the stroke and you don't. Mm. <laughs> and that's not what happened, but okay. It's good thing we're right. on a well, hey, You want to tell your version top. of it? I mean, Kay, what's your version? Kay, what's your version? What's your yeah. version? Let me hear both sides. My friend, <laughs> my friend, my friend owns the club. I huh. saw two weeks before he's promoting Mojo. So I said, all right, let me see if Mojo's got some pull. So I text Mojo. I'm like, hey, can you, hey, let me know if you can get me in, knowing I can get in anyway. He's like, yeah, I got you. I got you. Your name's on the list, bro. You're on the DJ's name. So I get up to the front door, and I said, here, I'm with Mojo or whatever. And they're like, your name's not on the list. <laughs> huh. So I text huh. Mojo. Mojo comes on. We haggle our way in there. there so here's, here's the thing. <laughs> That's true. You weren't on the list. But you got to remember who you're talking to. Mojo there's like being on the list and then yeah. that's here. And then there's being above the list where you don't even need to be on the list. Yeah. That's where I was at. I would like to read for the record mm-hmm. our last text messages that were received that night. Okay. Here, here's the first thing you said that kind of another try. humiliated yourself a little bit. You wrote, I parked around the corner for $50. Mm-hmm. What? I didn't park. What are you talking about? It's dude? there. This it's your text. Text. Go it's back there. And there yeah. you paid for parking if your buddy owned the place he probably had a special spot for you to park in yeah also we don't drive on new year's eve that's a secret reckless second, that's something else mm-hmm. now the next thing you said is your boy just got you got here where are you i need you what are you wow. talking mojo that it's there all that shit it's, dude. he's holding it it's also on your phone too though Park, dude, shut the fuck up. Then it says, I can they see won't it. Yeah. let me in. <laughs> I can realize see it. I'm a jabroni. I need you immediately. Oh my God. That's you guys what said. You yeah. said, well, look. Okay. It's all there. Right. He held it up. <laughs> Do us all a favor. Just retire from partying, bro. Oh. <laughs> I didn't retire from partying. Well, you dragged me into it. I was and K Funk, the second he got married, he retired from partying. Exactly. <laughs> he came back in for you, man. Gordy was blacked out, dude. I, I looked at Troy. Troy was you gotta there. Be kidding me. No, listen. I looked yeah, at Troy. Oh, you found Troy again. <laughs> no, listen. Oh, Troy was out later than Java. I look at Troy. It's like two fifty-five. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go home. 
I look good. at Troy. Gordy's blacked out, and I said, "Troy, you got." I said, "Make sure Gordy gets out of here, right?" And he goes, "Gordy's on his own, man." Oh, <laughs> Gordy blacked out, Bill. Yeah, Troy actually has the best story out of anybody that night. I don't know if you heard about this. I don't want to tell his story. We might have to bring it back and back on if he's willing to tell it. But hmm. it does involve a member of the Kardashian slash Jenner family. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, hold on, Chris. Do you think Gordy would come back on next week and tell this story? Should no, no, Troy. 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 Oh, Troy. I'm sorry. Troy's got nothing. Troy. Going on. You think Troy, Troy would come yeah. back on next week and tell the story? Troy remembers nothing from that night. Yeah, okay. Gordy's blacked out. So, how do we feel? Should Should Mojo tell it, or do we? Uh, no, Troy needs Troy's to tell got it. Tell Troy needs to tell it. Yeah. Okay. Troy's Carl, what do you think? It. Carl, what do you think? Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. good. <laughs> yes. Listening. Yes. That was Carl not listening, and that's okay that's because fine. Carl's a busy attorney. He's yeah, the he only works. one who's got a real job here. I yeah. think. I'm pulling the two guys. I'm. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. Good. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so for the season, Antonio Tarver, who we hope will come back on, he's the leader. He's three and two by win percentage only. He has a 600 win percentage. K Funk is 50, 34, and three. Jabba 40, 44, and three. Uh, Chris Gronkowski, 36, 48, and three. Mojo, 34, 50, and three. Rosalind, she's a witch, friendly one, uh, two and three. Carl Douglas, 23, 37, and one. Uh, Grace, three and seven. And Roe, oh, Jesus, Roe. <laughs> one, nine, and one for Roe. Uh, and last week, Chris, four and two, Carl, three and three for Carl. That's a great week. Java's coin also three and three Mojo two and four K funk with his first bad week in a long time, two and four and row uh, one and five. <laughs> Where's Rogress? Oh, school. In oh, school. school. Embarrassed in a hole. Keep him there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get to uh super wild card weekend, gentlemen. All right. Let's go to the first game. Seahawks at 49ers. Geno Smith taking on Brock Purdy. Of course, we all have that at the beginning of the year. Uh, minus nine and a half at San Francisco. So jo uh, Mojo, I'm sorry. Who are you taking here? The spread master says, give me the points. You, we all know what that means. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. We don't really when it comes to you, so just tell mm -hmm. us what team. Mm -hmm. The points. The points. He's taking the points. Yeah. Let's, let's go to uh, Chris Gronkowski, uh, 49ers, <laughs> minus nine and a half at home against Seattle. Mojo's taking Punk the points. is point. so mad at that, by the way. So, so did he take the 49ers then? He took the points. He took the points. He actually took the points for real. This who, do you, who do you have? Uh, I'll take the points. There's a okay. lot of points. Oh, oh, he's right. taking the oh. points too. All right. We're we're a united front today through five percent nutrition. So that's I don't I don't like you guys united. Over. I like it better when you're fighting. Yeah. Let's go to Carl Douglas. Well, that's United. why we have funk for that. Uh, hey, I'm, Mojo, taking the, I'm taking the Hawks and the points. You take the Hawks and the points. You ain't fucking around this week, Carl Douglas. Let's go Correct. to uh, let's go to K Funk minus nine and a half. K Funk. Give points. Okay. All right. He's taking the points. 50, 34, and three. I was trying to prop you up, K Funk. You're killing it. All right, Java. Are you ready? Well, Heads. I was gonna ask a question first to Mojo. Where do we get those five percent nutrition um cutoffs at? Ooh, good question. Ooh, the five percent merch is killing it. This is actually Wow. Oh, even better. How about cold. that? Yeah, right, yeah. right. 5percentnutrition.com, yeah. 5% 5% nutrition on a Twitter and Instagram. Check it out. Universal. Well it's done, everywhere, Joe. Right. But Fantastic Java wants to know how he gets one for free. Yeah. 
Ooh, let's get him sent a care package. I think that's what he was Chris, talking about. Exactly what to send. Back to the picks. Back to the picks. I gotta go. Back to the Carl's picks. Gotta go. I'm with you, Carl. I'm working. I'm working. Uh, <laughs> Seahawks. Sorry, Carl. Head Seahawks. Tails 49ers. Heads. All right, you have the Seahawks. We go Chargers at Jaguars. Jaguars plus two at home. Let's go to Chris Gronkowski first. Chris, who do you have? Going Jags here. All right, going Jags. Nice. Uh, Mojo, who are you going with? I, I really don't want to agree with Chris, but we're your united front today in honor of nutrition. Give me the Jaguars and Preston. You better not agree with us again. All right, well, we'll find out in a second. Carl Douglas first. Go ahead, Carl. Justin Herbert's ruling the day. Give me the Chargers. Okay. Give me the Chargers. L.A., L.A. All right. All right, Carl, we got it. Let's go to K-Funk. K-Funk, who are you going with? I hate to say this, but I'm going to take the Jags to your feet. Oh, man. Wow. I can't believe it. Come on. Tough, what are you it's doing? a tough game, man. It's a tough game. I'm taking the Jags at home. Jabba heads, Chargers, tails, Jaguars. Flip it. Tails. All right, you have the Jaguars. Dolphins at Bills. Bills are minus 13 at home. We go to Carl Douglas first. Carl, who are you going with? I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, that's a good pick. Let's go to Chris Gronkowski. Who are you going with? Bills Mafia, baby, all day. Yep. Uh, let's go to uh, Mojo. Mojo. Mojo, Bills Mafia all day, baby. 5% nutrition. We're on the same team today. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> this is happening. This segment's happening. Let's go oh, to... You I... better not say it. Let's go to... <laughs> Let's go, <laughs> Let's go to K-Funk. Uh, K-Funk, who are you taking? Stu got I'd like to tell you that thanks to 5% nutrition, my 12.30 just got pushed back to 4.30, so I don't have to rush off anymore. Carl does. Carl does. I got to go. I got a life. I got a life. Right, right. Let's go. K-Funk, who are you taking? I got a life. Give me Bill. Bill's by a billion. My Bill's by a billion, he said. He's feeling good. Jabba. Heads, dolphins, tails, bills. Let that thing land on tails, please. Heads, heads. Tails. Oh, oh God. Good. Let's go to what? Uh, Giants at Vikings. Vikings minus three. They're not playing at one o'clock. They're playing at 430. It's a different Kirk Cousins. It is. It's just a different person. Let's go to Mojo first. Mojo, who you taking? Chris, who do we want? <laughs> want Vikings, man. We want the Vikings. All right. So you both are the Vikings minus three. Carl, who you taking here? I'm taking Dayball and the Giants. Day wow. I like that, Carl. That's how you do it, man. All right, who you got, K-Funk? I'm with Carl here. I'm taking the Giants. Yeah. Let's go uh, heads, Giants, tails, Vikings. Jabba, flip it. Heads. Heads. You have the uh, Giants. Uh, Ravens at Bengals. Bengals minus seven. Let's go to uh, Chris first. Chris, who you taking? Uh, Bengals all day. Bengals oh. all day. Mojo, Bengals all day. Oh, man, I'm a Maryland guy. Yeah. Okay, you want the Ravens? We don't have to agree on everything, but we do agree on 5% nutrition. Give me the Ravens. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, Buck, who are you taking? I guess I'll take the Bengals. I don't like this game. Uh, Bengals. I like Joe Barrow, don't like though. any game, fuck. Yep. Yeah. Carl Douglas, who are you taking? I'm taking the Bengals on behalf of Douglas Hicks Law, the best law firm in California. Okay. <laughs> boy. Let's go, uh, Jabba. Heads, Ravens. Tails, Bengals. Tails. All right. Tails, you have the Bengals. Uh, Jabba, for Giant fans listening, you're friends with Eli Manning. You have a bar, a restaurant in New York City. Where can people watch the Giant game this weekend? We go to uh, Midtown American Whiskey at 30th between 7th and 8th. Tell them I sent you. All right. Tell them Jabba sent you. How about that? Cowboys at Bucks. 
Tom Brady still hosting playoff games. Carl, who are you taking? I hope both of these teams lose. I hate them both, but I'll take the Cowboys. Wow. Okay. What's the line? What's the line? It's um, it's plus two and a half. Bucks at home. I'll also put it on the poll. Do you hope both these teams lose? Yes, please. <laughs> it's funny. All right, Carl Douglas, get out of here. We appreciate I it. You want to promote the law firm one more time on the way out? Douglas Hicks Law, the best law firm in California. Check it out. Douglas Hicks Law. All right. We love you, buddy. Nice. We'll talk to you. Yeah, next time. Next time. Let's go, uh, Mojo. You want Chris just to pick? What do you want to do here? Bucks plus two and a half. You're taking the box, right? Plus two and a half. Yep. So we can take our time now. We're not in a rush anymore. Now we're still rushing. Uh, we are. I mean, I got to shoot a music video. Christian. What? <laughs> would you take? Would you take, Mojo? Hold on, what'd you say? You have to do a music video? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got to go do it real quick. I don't know what it is. It's Who's the same it colors as the Bucks. 5% nutrition all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> best. Uh, plus, two, plus two and a half. Uh, Chris, you taking the same? Yeah, let's do it, man. We'll go Tom Brady playoff run. All right. Uh, Mike McCarthy loses his job. Uh, let's go to K-Funk. K-Funk, who you taking? That's it. That's it. My game of the week. I'll be there. Brady yeah. 8-0 against the Cowboys. See ya. <laughs> Ridiculous. He's going to be in the Super Bowl again. I mean, no, I wouldn't go that far, but he's not, he's winning this game. Listen, he has to be Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy to get there. He's going to a f- Super Bowl again. <laughs> let's go to uh, Jabba's coin. Uh, heads, Cowboys. Tails, Buccaneers. Flip a job. Tails. All right, you have the Buccaneers. Uh, all right, Mojo, uh, anything you want to promote on the way out? Well, I haven't really uh, – you guys haven't heard me say this one, but uh, check out 5percentnutrition.com oh. on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, incredible, <laughs> incredible variety of products. Check out the Egg White Crystals, a personal favorite. They got it all from fish oil, the vitamin C, the protein, amino acid, whatever you want. They got it. The best in the market and the sweetest merch. Definitely, definitely check out the merch. Chris and I rocking it right now. 5% nutrition. One, two, three, four, five, five. Do it right now. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you. <laughs> God bless football. God bless God football. God bless football. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, I remember 1975, we were all excited. The bicentennial was right around the corner. Everyone was focused. 200 years. And then all of a sudden, Miller Lite sparked a new debate. 
Great taste or less filling? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.